I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Long Ball Long Hello and welcome to another episode of the Long Ball Street. You may already notice that Matthew is not here, James is not here because he's preparing for his wedding, and and Sam's here. Hello, Sam. Story of my life being third choice for everything. You weren't even third choice. I was really scrabbling around, and then yeah, I was I just like, better ask Sam. Yeah, cheers. Uh, how are you doing, Sam? I'm doing great now that I'm so wanted here. You yeah. are wanted. You are wanted, but you're a big fan of Harry Potter. Yeah, I don't mind. Harry Potter, right? I grew up with it. Come on. I'm allowed that. I'm going to Harry Potter World though in December. Why do you say this stuff? Look, on I camera? didn't pay for it. It was a, it was a present. I from who? I promise. Uh, from Groupon before I paid him. Brilliant. Um, essentially, Long Ball Street, if you haven't listened to it before, <laughs> all the football, all the time, every week, we go out on a Wednesday morning and we're talking about the big news stories during this week. But you're a Man United fan, I am. Sam, and we thought we'd talk about the resurgence of the might of Man United. They're back in town in a big way and it, it, you've been so shit for so long. And I just, firstly, how did, you, how did you cope with that during those lean years? Because you've grown up with Man United being... You're setting me up for traps here. The no, way no, no. Introducing I promise you not, I'm not. Go I mean, on. The United fans really... You know, I've, I've, all my mates are saying, I can't wait until Fergie leaves your club so you understand what it actually means to be a football fan. Yeah. They were waiting for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone knew that the fall was going to come, but Fergie's biggest mistake they ever made was recommending David Moyes. That was... the Everything that happened in that seven months undid decades of work that Fergie did. Mm. It took us a while to recover. Van Howe seemed like the right man for a season, but then he hit brick wall, and it was just painful under Van Howe. And then Mourinho came in, and I went on like a four-year moral high ground just complete U-turn as soon as Mourinho was available after Fergie I was like no 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 fuck him we don't need him we've got Fergie yeah we'll, we'll cope without that three years later I was like Mourinho come in and he's he is the bollocks he's very very good at what he does whether you like him or you loathe him he's extremely talented I think what's really impressive manager. about Mourinho is that he's gone through his own t- I mean everywhere he's gone he's had he's had turmoil and things to deal with probably of his own doing given the kind of character that he is but he certainly had that at Chelsea coming out of that that job, having everything go wrong for him pretty much. I think he left them when they were tenth in the league. Yeah, and um, and then he's coming to a huge job, arguably bigger than than Chelsea. It's not arguably, but it is a bigger job than Chelsea for sure. Although, not really anymore. Uh, no, it really is. Like Chelsea, we all know it's true. Chelsea 
pre-2004 were just a pretty random English club. They hadn't really done much for their research. Their growth into a current European super club has been because of these massive investment that's come from Roman Abramovich. But United have always been there. Chelsea weren't a super club before he arrived, but they were good. They weren't like they weren't a mug club. Uh, you know, they, this, all right, they weren't a PSG. It's not. It's not a comparison in that level. But still, they wouldn't be anywhere near where they are prior to what that is. So for him to come into United job for me, I'm not just saying this as a United fan, but I personally thought it's a job that he's always wanted. Mm. For me, that, that when we played Real Madrid in 2000. Well, so you reckon? Hang on, a minute. So you reckon when he's he's winning the? He's no, winning... no, 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 wait, 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 wait. no. I didn't say that. But I kind of did. When, <laughs> when, when, when he won the treble with Inter Milan, he's going, oh, I want to be at Man United. Yeah, and when he got the Real Madrid, he goes, I really wish us the Man United. Yeah, no, but finally, it comes around. You're mad. No, no he's, he, de- he didn't want to go back to Chelsea a second time. If he could have replaced uh, Fergie, he would have done. If he could have replaced uh, Moyes, he would have done. But the job was never there. How did you know that? You know, he never went there. 20 years down the line, when he gets his autobiography out <laughs> after he's won the treble three times... He'll say that, and he'll put it on record. But his for, biggest regret will never be managing Tottenham. No, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think so. Right. going to be his second book, yeah. just wish I'd bloody, bloody managed Spurs. <laughs> but that Pochettino was there and... Yeah. Couldn't get rid of him. Couldn't get rid of him. Nah. Uh, remember, actually, before we go into a bit more talk about Man United and Man City, um, remember to download the One for the Weekend podcast every Friday at 10am. This week, we've got Loz McKenna of The Front Free and... The true Geordie. Everyone loves Lawrence, right? I mean, he divides opinion, Yeah, got to be honest, but I love him uh, deeply and uh, I can't wait to have him on. It's going to be a good podcast. No James this week because he's getting married, as I said. Selfish, James. Yeah, it is a bit selfish. Selfish, really. You're, you're engaged. I am engaged. Yeah. Yeah, cheers, mate. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Luckily, Jess doesn't watch these, so uh, she won't see that reaction. <laughs> uh, um... Yeah, this week's show, uh, Long Ball Street, we've got uh, why Manchester United will win the league, uh, the, the fallout of Ka- uh, Cavani and, and Neymar and the, the mentalness that's yeah. happening at PSG, the NFL race row and applying that to English football and the kind of things that we think, what oh, is politics, should it play a pace mm-hmm. in, in football? Um, so we're having a bit of a chat about that. Leeds coming back. Do we want them? No. No, we don't. And we're going to talk about why. <laughs> uh, there's also some bits, questions from the viewers, as always. And remember, if you're watching on YouTube, you can get involved in the comments. We've got live reactions. We've got Adam on the ones and twos, who's going to be uh, letting us know if anything interesting has been said on the pot. Any, any hate for Sam yet? Um, a little bit. A little bit of hate. Yeah, yeah, cheers, mate. I've actually not a big time. Some guy called Hamza said... Sam Peebles is legit the most hateable guy. Legit. That's that's, that's, that's harsh. You're legit so, so wrong. Yeah, Yeah. thanks. Adam's got my back. Uh, I'm not sure about that. So if you're if you're download if you're if you're if you're downloading the podcast and you want to get involved with us as we record, um, you can do that by going to the Long Ball Street YouTube channel. Go to it. Um, what so what's changed what's changed at United from I mean even last season, but um, under from under Van Gaal, it was you could see last year that remnants of Van Gaal and his imprint on the club was still there. It's not a case of the manager leaves and everything that he embedded into the football club leaves with him. And it took Mourinho a little bit of time to literally just wash that out because the style of there we had ten draws <coughs> at home last season, so most we've ever had in the league. So many frustrating games where, unlike Louis van Gaal, where we used to have like one, maybe two shots on target, it was all about 70% possession. Yeah. We had chances, but we just weren't clinical enough. So you saw 
the progress was there, but it's Mourinho in his second season. He's done it every club he's gone to. That's when the real progress happens. It takes him a while to get... He needs a couple of transfer windows to actually get the players he wants in. He's done very well in the transfer window. We may not have got Perisic, but that's pretty much the only failure we've had. With Pogba, Mkhitaryan, by Lindelof. You know, that's question marks about Lindelof's going to be a success. But this year, it was just we've been pumping teams. Mm. It's not. It's the thing I've loved the most about this. Drew season. Stoke, to be fair. We did draw Stoke. It's a tough game until Chelsea went there and won four nil. Kind of made United look a bit shit. But the thing I'm really enjoying the most about United this season, we did it against Swansea away, and we did it against Everton, as we've been one nil up going into the last ten minutes, and we've just scored three. Bang, bang, bang. Mm. And we didn't stop at two nil. We didn't stop at three nil. That's what United did. So what is it? Just the personnel coming in, having the right players in the right places, freeing up Pogba to be as influential as he can be. How's he been this season? He's been great. He was great last season, but because of his price tag, everybody expected a goal and an assist every single game. Because normally, if you pay that much for a footballer, it's because you're paying for his goals. Whereas in the modern day now, just the money it makes no sense whatsoever. Just. 10 million previously is now the 30, 40 million now. It's just the way it goes. Mm. So he really genuinely is cheap. If Coutinho, Barca are offering like 130 odd million for Coutinho, whatever Liverpool wanted for him, something ridiculous. But it's just, it's just a coming together of everything Mourinho's done over the last two years. Popper's playing better. Martial's playing a hell of a lot better than last year. Already got four goals. Rashford's got five goals. Lukaku's got six and six. Mm. Like no striker started more prolifically than Lukaku has for United in the United show Louis Saha is the only other striker to do it 16-6 six six he got in his first six games so if he scores against Palace this weekend which let's be honest he should because they're the whipping boys of the Premier League at the moment yep. Lukaku will become our, it's the best ever start to so everything's falling into the right place for United and I'm sure we're going to get more injuries and I'm sure there's going to be flashpoints we've got Liverpool away October the 13th that's clearly going to be the first acid test and what Mourinho bollocked up on last time we were crap in the big games away Drew at Liverpool, lost to you, lost to Arsenal, got spanked at Chelsea. We didn't get one point and we scored two goals, I think, in all six away games last season. Mm. That's where you need, you know, a massive need to improve. We should be beating the likes of Swansea. Maybe Everton was probably our hardest game, but we still won that 4-0. We've come through our test so far, but until you play those top six, it's just going to be question marks. City won Have you got any game. question marks over United yet this season? Um, left back. Left back's a real. He, he's gone for Luke Shaw again, and he yeah. you know, bloody leave him alone. No, Luke Shaw, man, he's poor he... little fat Luke Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he's, dug out by his no, he's like Rooney. No. He's, he's not a natural. He's Even not a natural like... athlete at all. You can you can tell he's got to work and work and work hard to stay fit. Yeah, and it's been a rough road for him for eighteen months. But we're playing Ashley Young at left back at the moment. I think that kind of says it all. As good as he has been in the last couple of games, he's actually young. It's just a, it's just a, a bit of a shame that Man City are better, isn't it? Really. Um, well, they were mint at the start of last season as well, I remember. They were storming it until I'm not sure what point it was and they drew like three games in a week and then the wheels started to come off. But they got the players now. They spent 200 mil on fullbacks or whatever much it was. That was what Guardian was biggest. Much, it was a significant amount of wedge. It was about 130 mil. Oh, that's better. That's like that's a, a whole team Is of that players. Right? Dan- Danilo cost 29, Walker cost 50 and Mendy. how much did Mendy cost? 50. Again, yeah, it? right. So about 130. About 130. It's a lot. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of money on fullbacks, but it was their biggest weakness in terms of Guardiola's style and how he wants to play. But yeah. Again, I'm hoping they come unstuck at some point. Their biggest test was Liverpool, um, and after Mane got sent off for kicking Edison in the face, it kind of made that game a bit easy. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that, that's probably not fair, a fair test in the end, but it actually shows something that how you can the fact that they still demolish Liverpool. Who? Yeah. 
That said, weak defensively. That's, that's being polite. But I think what's happening now in the Prem is what everybody expected last season to be in the two Manchester teams really storming it for an early strong start. Yeah. Because last year we didn't do that. And hopefully it continues this year. But as I said, I'm not going to mark United until I really see it against like, the likes of Liverpool and Spurs. Um, we had an interesting question in from uh, Flamin Official. Uh, he says, would Flav have it off with a council bin as well? I mean, I'd have it off around the back of a council bin. If that helps. Back by the front of it. Well, people might see you in front of it. <laughs> so where do you think you're going to finish this season, Sam? Uh, top two. You don't, you don't think you're going to win it? I'm not putting us down for the title yet, no. I think, I, I, I called it before the, start of the season started, I thought you were going to win. But yeah. I've been surprised at how good Man City are. That said, like you say, last season they, they, they won 10 on the bounce. I, there's one thing I think the Mourinho's definitely got on Guardiola is that, and the same as Klopp as well, is that Guardiola's got his plan A and Klopp's got his plan A. And when it works... They play sexy football, but they're not willing to play dirty. They're not willing to do things to win games 1-0 if they need to really sit back and sit back and defend hard. Mourinho knows how to do that. I don't think Klopp and Guardiola tactically is part of their style of play. So I think when it comes to those crunch big, big games, last year Mourinho failed, but I'm hoping this year that's where we can come trumps. Fair enough. Um, PSG, Cavani, Neymar, Watts. I mean, it is madness. So the story goes... Shame. 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 Um, I, I, the story goes that, obviously, we saw the fallout between Neymar and Cavani uh, over the penalty. Fucking pity. Yeah, it was pathetic. Um, and so PSG have reportedly offered Cavani a €1 million Euro bonus to give the penalties to Neymar, which he's rejected. It just shows, like, firstly, isn't this about a manager? Shouldn't the manager's decision? This has nothing to do with a football club or chairman. <laughs> I know I always solved this. We'll throw more money at it. <laughs> it's a million pounds not to take penalties, Cavani. That, it's not about who's the best penalty taker. Who is... Uh, what, I, I should have checked this before. Yeah, I'm, you probably should have. But Cavani's record of taking penalties is... Let us know in the comments. I'm, I'm guessing pretty good. Yeah, otherwise, you know, he's not going to reject a million euros. But what, it shows you what PSG are about and, 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 and what they're about and how important, ultimately, it is that Neymar is a success at PSG given the money that they've... Inadvertently shared out, shelled out. Yeah, if if they want that asset, which is Neymar to them is an asset, not a football player. They want him to be scoring as many goals as possible. So give him all the penalties, give him all the free kicks, yeah. give him every single situation where he can possibly bag another goal. And that's clearly what they're doing. But I kind of feel, I don't feel sorry for Cavani. Well, I don't at all. But you know, he's the one player who's sort of survived that attack that has had a lot of transition and change in the last few years. Mm. But Cavani's still there. So he must have some sort of value to PSG yeah. for him to still be at the club. Well, Celtic, they started Cavani and Mbappe. Mm. So Mbappe was out wide, if I remember. And Cavani yeah, he was. was a kind of nine. And that was, where, that was where he was the bollocks at Napoli when he played with, like, who was it? Higuain, um, Hamsik, Cavani. Their attack was amazing that year. And yeah. then, then he got torn apart and then Cavani obviously went to PSG. But it's, even the fact that we're having a conversation about it is pure madness. The fact that PSG thought money would solve that situation is even more mad. And a million to them is what? A few weeks wages? Yeah. Why is he going to accept me? Yeah. More. It's, it's more. A, no. Well, Imagine turning down a million pounds. Well, he has done. G- I don't imagine fucking doing that though. Yeah, that's, like you t- that's like you walking past 20p in the street. Sometimes you do it. Well, his bonus of being the top goal scorer is also a million euros. Which is disrespectful. Sure. 
if, if, if they're offering him the safe. What he should do is turn it down and be top goal scorer anyway. As if he only gets one million bonus for finishing top scorer. That's quite a lot of money. It's not really. It's not to them. It's a few weeks' wages. It's not. Yeah, it is. You've got to be relative, man. He's going to be on what? 150, 200 grand a week. I don't know how much Cavani's on. Maybe it's quite a lot for him. But they, they need, they need. Neymar needs to be. I, I think. I wonder if Neymar was given assurances that he would be penalty taker when he signed. You can't put that into a contract. Well, I suppose you can, but I think a player can insist that they take penalties. Yeah. No, I think the most petty thing was, wasn't it? Um, they had a free kick outside the box, and Danny Alves took the ball, which like turned around from Cavani like that. Yeah. And Neymar, just it, and Neymar it took it. Gave it to Neymar. Did he give it to him? Yeah. It looked, to me, it looked like uh, he just he, he took it out of Danny Alves's hands. So Neymar, Neymar, yeah, Neymar took it out of Danny Alves' hands. But but you think Alves was complicit in this? Oh, he was absolutely. Yeah. So before he went out, he goes, any time we get a free kick, right, you just hold the ball. I'll be there. Cavani's going to try and get it from you. Just turn your back on him. And then Cavani was there, like, reaching around like a kid trying to get to the cookie jar, but he couldn't reach it. It's pathetic. Like, if I was Cavani, I'd just think, you know what, fuck you lot. What's he going to do? Get me out of this football club. Where's he going to go? Oh, there'll be players. The people will take him. Yeah, Even I though, China, I, 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 he's one of the players that you just think, you look at him and you think, he ain't all that. And then he scores two in a game where he'll do something unbelievable. It's like Benzema at Real Madrid. But he, he, it's ridiculous that these players have that reputation. Benzema, Cavani, even Kane did for a while. You know, it's just like, they don't look that good, but... They don't look like that poster boy. I still, I mean, I, I watch Kane play and I don't understand how good he is. And he is fucking brilliant. It's just, I can't explain... Like, you see, if you had to explain Harry Kane to someone who's never watched football before, where he's come from and what he can do now... And then even you think, how, how do you think, well, he's, he's really accurate at shooting. He's, he, he's quite good at passing. He's very good at passing. Um, he holds the ball up well. But he isn't the flair player that Neymar, even Cavani to a certain extent, will score a more spectacular goal than Kane. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going oh, with. I, I, I love Kane now, so we can agree on that and then move on. Yeah? Yeah. What was that article you wrote about Kane? Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Good question. Digging, digging, digging me out there. Mugging me off right in front of all my pals and Hamza, who clearly hates me already. Look, can I just say something about Hamza? Has he gone full circle? No, no, he said, he said, reread my comments that I did. And he said, um, Sam Peoples is the most hateable, likeable person in the world. I said, a little... A little so backhanded really compliment there. Meant, but it wasn't a full-on... Right, OK. Yeah, so there was some, like... It was, was like, a... he likes you, but you're, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment, I think. I'm not sure. But yeah, what was it, 2015, I wrote an article saying, 40 mil for Harry Kane is too much. He'll stunt James Wilson's growth at Man United. Oh, wow. And I, I keep getting digged out on it on Twitter. It keeps coming back on my time. I've said this a million now. times, but I did, did tweet something similar in 2011, so that he, he's not good enough. Is that when he was on like one of his 34 loan spells? He was, he was on the brink of um, being on the bench, is all I can... <laughs> it was like Sherwood... No, would it have been... No, it would have been... It would have been like a fourth choice striker. No, no. He just came on and just looked like Bambi on ice. He just looked crap. But one of my mates, Windy, who, who's on the Fighting Cup podcast as well, he, he, he's always said that this kid is class. He has the ability. He, he, he actually used to say that he's not a number nine, he's a number ten. Right. Because his footballing ability is that good. He just needs a run of games. And he came in under Sherwood, uh, number 37 he was, and he just kept scoring. Like he weren't, they weren't great goals, but he was just—he he just kept scoring. And Pochettino took right, him over. Right you know, we, we laughed at him when we said Harry Kane. Uh, Windy said that he wouldn't be surprised at the end of the season. We just bought Soldado, Adebayor had come back, 
he wouldn't be surprised if, if Harry Kane was our, our first choice striker at the end of the season. And we were in tears. Like, <laughs> what the fuck have you seen? Like, and then, as it turned out, you know, he, he was. Right. He was so. Yeah, he was very right. Yeah. Um, the NFL race route. Yep. So everybody knows what it's about. I don't have to go over it. I don't give a little. 30 seconder to the audience. So, it's about the Black Lives Matter stuff and Copernic chose to take a knee during the National Anthem because, um, you know, he, he, he felt he needed to do something to raise awareness about this issue. And as such, as it's turned out, obviously there's a huge commotion about that. Um, as it's turned out, he, he, he hasn't, they didn't renew his contracts and he hasn't got a club, yeah. despite being, in my limited understanding of uh, NFL, a very good player. Um... Part of the issue is around the fact that when they salute the flag, there it's a military thing. Mm. When it actually isn't, uh, you know, uh, it's it's about being patriotic and, right. and loving your country. But sometimes um, it's kind of it gets very kind of it's very closely aligned to the military. And when you're making a stand against something that's aligned to the military, really has nothing to do with Black Black Lives Matter. Um, you're kind of opening yourself up for, for criticism and, and they got that in abundance. But if it's about patriotism, in, in my eyes, actually doing something you believe will make the country a better place is a patriotic act. I think what he's done is incredibly brave um, and, and important and a part of, you know, a kind of offshoot from the civil rights movement. Mm. You know, no one, no one was giving Martin Luther King in, in, the, in the white community in, in, in America huge props when he was peacefully marching um, to, to, to better the lives of, of everybody, not just, just just black people. I think what I'm getting at here, the point I'm question I want to ask is, should, say hypothetically that there was a, a footballer in England, mm. Lukaku or Pogba or another black player, who decided that they wanted to support the Black Lives Matter campaign, how... Do you think there's a role for that in sport? Do you think sportsmen have a responsibility to do it, or should they keep it separate? I think it would be unfair to say that they're not responsible. They're role models for a lot of the younger generation. They're role models for a lot of people. So to say that Lukaku and Pogba wouldn't have a responsibility to sort of comment on political matters, I think you can't separate the things so that's exactly why so Copernic he set the precedent mm. but he was the only one to take the knee now all of a sudden NFL owners are doing it I, I know the Seattle it the Dallas Cowboys and Seattle Seahawks didn't even come out for the national anthem that's what it's reached it's gone from one person taking a knee to two whole teams not coming out of the changing room for the, for, so clearly he's highlighted well, we all know that the Black Lives Matter and the civil rights movement in America's there's always ongoing and recent events in the last few years with obviously the police shootings and everything that's gone on there and the riots that were peaceful that ended up not being peaceful it's just something like this can become symbolic of something so much bigger and Donald Trump weighing in and, and telling people that they're being completely disrespectful that's not why they're doing it and that's big, but he's trying to paint them as disrespectful. But that's, I mean, fuck what he says. Do you know what I mean? He, he's like, but he's but he's massively the centre. He's the president of the United fucking States, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I think what what he's done is actually inflamed it. Yeah, you know, he, he's making players more resilient uh, and more steadfast in their their, their ethics. Um, we had a question from uh, Luke. Uh, sorry, a statement from Luke 
Campano. He says, I live in America. Prior to 2009, the teams didn't come out onto the field for the anthem. The Department of Defense paid the NFL to come out for the anthems to make them more patriotic. I've always found it really weird. And can someone comment me asking about this? Is why is the national anthem such a huge thing for American sports before any game? It's like, fucking hell. <laughs> 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 so if you hear it at Wembley, it's like, fucking hell, man, God's day to Queen. No, get, it. get out of the way. This is, and it's not, just, it's not just when the national team is playing, it's. I know, it's all sporting events. Um, does, it, sort of, does, it, does it not take away from what it means, the impact of what it means, or is it necessary? Is I, always, I, I, I always kind of, there's something in me that enjoys when, when, um, when American boxers come over to England and they play the national anthem, and English crowd, crowds probably, there's probably some kind of xenophobic element to it, mm. will boo any national anthem that isn't English, <laughs> it isn't Great Britain. Uh, and, and, and you see the bemused look on American boxers who obviously have been indoctrinated in this idea that regardless of what's going on in your head. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You salute the flag, you sing the national anthem, and you're patriotic because... There's nothing more important than being patriotic in America. Mm. And, I, and I actually think that some of the, the acts of these, the, the people that decided to take the knee is a patriotic act. But it's, 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 it's a bizarre thing. It is a different, it's a different ethos. You know, yeah. there, there's, where, whereas I think you find a lot of people in England are kind of hypercritical about the actions of the country. It doesn't seem to be the case in America as much. And a much more general, that's a very general statement. I'm yeah. sure there are many individuals who feel a bit... Um, by what's happening in that I think at the moment. like Trump went in, into this situation and trying to spin a different um, ethos not ethos trying to say right okay so the players are doing they're taking the knee for this reason now they're being disrespectful to the flag they're not being patriotic him putting that different spin on it is now as you said inflamed it's something completely that now it's all of a sudden the conversation has become something entirely different as to exactly why Copernic took the knee mm. what he did it for was his reason which is about the Black Lives Matter movement, but now the conversation is about not being patriotic towards the flag. To well, just one, to one more thing on Copernic. Um, you know what he what he did, and the result, the fallout of what he did, 
is the very thing he was campaigning against. You know, he was... I, he, he's now a black man who's out of work for standing up for something he believed in. Mm. There's nothing... You know, in the, in the land of the free, or any country that allows free speech, you should never be victimised because you, you've cast an opinion. And I would say that even... I'll tell you a good example, uh, an example that's, that's similar, um, in, in, in that it causes offence and people react. So we, we are on the, on the fighting cock, we got tweeted this picture of West Ham fans... Um, holding a Lazio flag up with uh, doing the Sikh Heil. Right. Uh, singing a song called Viva Lazio, which is about when Lazio fans attack Spurs uh, because of their far-right attitudes and the kind of anti-Jewish agenda that definitely runs within the ultras of that football club. Mm. So West Ham fans celebrate that event as something to, you know, and, and sometimes when rivalry in football, you kind of say and get caught up in things, you know, and you do, you do things that are distasteful but we got we had this guy tweeting us saying report them report them to the police if more people report them then then they're gonna you know the, the police will have to arrest them and ban them or whatever and I was thinking well, I mean I, I don't agree with what they're doing I don't I don't think that it's acceptable it's offensive to a lot of people but they have a right to to display their political beliefs even if they are abhorrent and they're abhorrent to me yeah. Um, so I didn't feel like grassing them up to the police, even though what they were doing was I, I, I'm strongly against and don't agree with in any way. It, it's a, a thorny issue, and I did actually, for the record, just have a look on Google and see if it is illegal to do an, a, a CCAO in in England, and it isn't. You're, you know, it's just you, can. That you can disagree with it. It's not physically like, actually there's, illegal. There's there's a fame I can't remember what the guy said. Uh, the guy's name is, but he says I I. Um, I may not agree with what you have to say, but I defend to the death your right to say it. And right. and, 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 and I think that same principle should be applied to everybody who is... Every free man should be allowed but to if cast you, if you, I mean, if we're, looking to, if we're looking to box this NFL race hour off and say, what's the conclusion of this? How does this end? How does it end? What? It, ends, it, ends by the, it ends by black lives becoming prominent and... and and, and, and the world being a better place for everybody, a more accepting and, and understanding place. It, that's how it ends. It ends the mo- if, if it was just Copernic and no one else, but this is building and it's building. And the fact that Trump is such an, a divisive and frankly a fucking arsehole, right? The fact that this, this, this man has come out against it only strengthens this campaign. It makes you more open and more accepting. The fact that I'd rather spend time with Copernic than Donald Trump. You know what I mean? Um, and I think ultimately there's more good people than bad in, in the world. There is, and fingers crossed they come through. But yeah, it's definitely something you can't ignore now. Um, would you, I, in the Premier League, I would actively encourage my players if they felt strongly about something to, to protest during a football match. Not during the game, but beforehand if they wanted to. Like, okay. the, is it James McLean of West Brom? Ah, uh, that was... When he did, was that the national anthem? So he was. Uh, he's, he doesn't wear the poppy. He doesn't wear the poppy, and when the national anthem plays, he he stands in a different direction. I think if I'm right. And again, what it's not that caused massive controversy. Yeah. Isn't it? it was yeah. just just one player. James McLean is from an estate in Northern Ireland that had something like nine deaths during a um, from like the British Army. Yeah, so he. During the trouble, so of course he's not going to wear a fucking poppy. Well, yeah, and, and also you, you know you got a, you. People are a product of what of, of, of others around them, you know. That there's there's something that winds me up about the, 
you know, Labour voters are going crazy about Tories. Ah, oh, he's a Tory. He's a product of his environment, like you are. You hate Tories because you're a Labour voter, because you've been brought up to believe that. They're Tories because they've been brought up to believe it. Yeah. If you were born in their shoes, you would be a Tory. It's the same thing, you know, it's, it's understanding other people and, and not being so quick to judge. And the biggest problem the Labour, the Labour Party has is the people that vote Labour because they can be annoying and pious. And so can everybody, really. Yeah, but they're, they're, more, they're more pious than... than I'll tell you, I'll tell you one voting. thing to... to I, but just for the record, I, I voted Labour in the last one. I'm saying man. this is the Labour vote. So, but and who do you vote for? Yeah? Labour. Yeah, good man. You can stay in a room. But, but I respect someone's you know, opinion they can vote for who they want, whether that be BMP or whatever. I'll tell you what, right, and that, that brings it, to bring it back into football, right, me being a United fan, you know, I get it in the neck, you know, born in Essex, I'm from the South, why am I supporting United? But exactly what you're saying there is exactly why I'm a United fan. You know, Labour, if you're a young son, your dad's Labour, you're brought up, you're going to be Labour. Game, set and match. Yeah. My son, what team do you think he's going to support? Man United. He has no choice. Yeah. I was, before I knew what football was, I had Dennis Irwin wallpaper and Andy Cole stickers Mm. On my, I, I had no choice. My dad indoctrinated me into Manchester United before I understood what regional differences were in football. And by that point, you've chosen your football team. You can't... To then switch allegiances, it's not even comprehensible as a football fan. <coughs> I saw a tweet, a, a guy from a, a, a West Ham fan. He said, um, who do you support? Who was the team closest to where you was born? Yeah. And... Um, um, and what's the closest team you live to now? Let us know in the comments, because I found this fascinating. Who do you support? What's the team closest to where you were born? And where do you? what's the team closest to where you yeah. live now? Mine was West Ham. I was born in Woodford. I think if I've got my geography right, that's West Ham. Um, it's, I support Spurs. And I live closest to Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I grew up in Holloway. So it's you a big mix of London. But it was my old man. It was my dad was Spurs. My brothers, my older brothers were Spurs, and that was it. There was no choice. There was, there was zero choice. Yeah. Like, when, when Arsenal play now, I can hear them from my back garden. So I, that's how close I am. That's and that's how close I was growing up. It's kind of off putting that. It's horrible, mate. It's horrible. It's been great in recent seasons. So it's, you know, glum. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's a funny one. Let us know in the comments below. We'll read some out if there's anything. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, Leeds coming back up. It, I mean, could Leeds and Man United... They're, they're, so Leeds are flying. Like you know more about championship than us. Yeah. Uh, Leeds are flying at the moment, right? Tempot league, yeah. And and and, and that's, they've come a long way from the, the kind of mess that they were in only a year yeah. ago. Uh, I think Gary Monk stabilised them. Yeah. And uh, who's in who's in charge of them now? They've got a Danish manager called Christensen. Yeah. Right. But um, it look. I know it's early, but they look good, and it looks like it might be might be their year. Finally. And obviously the cliche about Leeds is they're a massive, massive football club, and they are. You know, they're, 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 they're huge, and hey, their, their average attendance is like thirty-two thousand, I think, at the moment. Wow, it's phenomenal. They, their attendance has never dropped below twenty thousand out for the last twenty years. It's never dropped below twenty thousand. Again, another in the depths. Another cliche: the yeah, their away support is fantastic as well. They all they do is bang on about their away. Support. I mean, it's one thing that I think most football fans have in common is nobody likes Leeds. Dirty, like dirty Leeds, yeah. No one likes them. No, I mean Le- Leeds were the first club to call Spurs fans Yids. First, first, first group of uh, of supporters to um, uh, what do you call it? Mar- marginalise yeah. us as a Jewish football club. That's, uh, right. that's where your 
this dislike of no, 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 not really. I, I just, I kind of always hated them when they had Rod Wallace and they used to tear it up against Spurs as a kid when I didn't know what Leeds were or that their fans were like. Um, not all their fans, but you know, some. Um, I mean, United have got a long history with with Leeds, which I don't. It's about competition, though, isn't it? Yeah, it was. It was back to like when they had Don Revy. We had Busby after like the sixties, was when we won the European Cup. Yeah. they were like fierce games, and then nineties came along. Leeds won the championship with Cantona, 91. Then the Premier League started. Yeah. We signed Cantona, then we won the league. And then yeah. we had a real fierce rivalry. That, that, that was kind of like Leeds up the way, the way down for Leeds from there. Well, Leeds, Leeds have also have Chelsea as well. Mm. Um, and obviously there's, there's the Yorkshire derbies where they would be fierce. Um, but I, I'm quite looking forward to Leeds coming back up if they do make it up because... That it's one of the, another feisty game, and I love a football match when this when the air's thick with, uh, you know, potential for a little bit of not trouble, not like fighting, but like a little bit of like needle Tension. back and forth. Argy, Argy, yeah, yeah. But, but as much as I dislike <coughs> Leeds, I would rather have a home and away game against Leeds than than Brighton and Hove Albion. Mm. It's just got a bit more about it. Yeah, I remember when we, we Spurs played them in the um, League Cup, and who's a the forward they had? Good. Jerome Beckford, yeah. He scored a fucking old Trafford as well, did he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, decent little player for, for that level, but did all right against when, when, when he stepped up. Um, and it was, it was Aggie outside. It was like really, it was a lot of fun. And, and, and it's always fun because you know ultimately no one's going to get hurt because there's police horses and whatnot. You know, <coughs> no one fights outside of the ground really, generally, unless you want to get nicked. Um, and those that really want to fight find a way to do it outside, away from the pitch. So you can enjoy the kind of this weird situation that you're very rarely in and that's what's so great about these games is you're removed from your life and you're put in this situation where there's a group of men and they're facing off at each other and they're shouting and things are going through the air and coins are flying through the air and while it's unpleasant for a lot of people there's something I really enjoy about it I don't know as long as I don't get fucking hit with a coin or a bottle you know I don't want anyone to see that but there is something about how removing yourself from normality and into this situation where you've got to defend your football club albeit verbally it's, I don't know, it's something that I'll just imagine you in that situation with gets like, me, gets your me. jacket done up right there, so none of your neck showing. Yeah, 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 or, or a little scarf, uh, yeah. or a fucking little fake Get stone. Get your two peas out. Yeah, yeah, I'll take pan coins. <laughs> pan coins. Um, yeah, no, it's just a lot of fun. And um, it's, I'm looking forward to them coming down. It's, the thing is with Wembley as well. I'd, I'd say that's going to be a funny thing, Wembley, when, when big clubs come to Tottenham, like Arsenal, Chelsea... Well, Chelsea did actually, and didn't see much. But Arsenal, I think, it's going to you be. You get those like 6,000 allocation, isn't it? Three. It's been three. Capped at three. Oh, I thought it was six. Yeah. It was, I swear it was supposed to be six. No, the Arsenal got. Uh, sorry, Chelsea got 2,900, I think. That's crap. I think it's police. They, they, they're fine. Is that it? They just yeah. don't want to get that many. They should get a lot more. They should get about seven, eight, I think. As it, well, is it down to percentages normally, or is it just. Usually, but I, I think Wembley's so badly designed in terms of how you approach the stadium. But when England have like teams like Poland playing in the qualifiers, they bring like eight thousand. Yeah, but international football is not really renowned, certainly in the, in a season for for violence. Spurs versus Arsenal's, you know, different. Yeah, issues. Yeah, some issues. Um, Any more? Oh, Adam Phillips. Uh, yeah, the, the Leeds game was uh, the FA Cup, not the league game. It's the the game after they beat you lot. Yeah. Um, was you? So what you you're, you you don't want it to come up with? You As I said, you know, I would take a home and away against Leeds and against someone like Watford or mm. Wolves or Brighton, just because it's romantic's not the right word, but 
it stops the Premier League from becoming sanitised, doesn't it? When you've got stories that go back further than when the Premier League really began. Yes. Yeah. Story g- games that are steeped in history. They're the games where you literally you really don't want to lose that game. Yeah. And it means so much more than just the result. And yeah. a game like that, United Leeds. They're going to be well up for it. At Old Trafford, yeah. that's going to be mental if yeah. they come up. Um, same, if, the same at Edinburgh, mate. It's 35,000, isn't it? It's time for pod questions. If you're listening in the comments and you want us to ask a question about anything, could be football, could be anything else, literally give us your questions right now and we'll go through a couple of them. Um, if you're listening to this after we've recorded... Uh, use the hashtag pod questions in the comments below or if you're listening to the pod and you want us to answer a question list, uh, list them in, your, in the comments below and we'll answer them next week uh, Big Ears uh, at Boarded Online Big Spurs fan Big Spurs. Uh, so what's the what's the worst most biased uh, football punditry you've seen and uh, Laurel's, Laurel's table based on weekly predictions springs to mind because obviously he's always pro Liverpool do you have an issue with... Would you have an issue with pundits being biased? Um, Does well, it yeah. wind you up? Do, do you think... Do you think that... Do you think that there's an agenda against Man United in the press? I think any football... Any fans of any football club, if they're in a fucking bad week, can go in the press and go... There's <laughs> an agenda! <laughs> Anybody can do it. And I... I you know, it, it has fucked me off in the last few years just how much Scouse presence there has been in the media. Uh, yeah. in terms of the punditry because they're normally talking out their ass quite a lot of the time um, and I genuinely think that Rio Ferdinand's actually been a good pundit on BT Sport Michael Owen is like a wooden plank it, it, it's weird it's like a pundit is a pundit because he's an ex-football player and pretty much nothing else whereas there could have been a lot of people like me and you who could actually probably have a conversation about football a little bit better than Michael Owen or Graham Sooners could Mm. But because they're ex-footballers, they automatically get the job. That's a little bit of a gripe. Where do you stand with Chris Sutton? He's a twat. He's brilliant. He's a he's twat. Fun. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, no, I just mean he's not he's a twat. The definition though. of a wind-up merchant. Yeah, a one, a proper one, a one. He's I. You can't get annoyed. I like Rangers fans. I understand it. I get it. I understand it. And he's so pro But he's like, <laughs> isn't there something fresh in the football ex-footballer talking in such a, a, a kind of Explosive, not explosive, like uh, yes. aggravating, antagonistic way. Well, it's the exact same thing as the exact same reason that BT Sports got Robbie Savage. He's pony his job, yeah. but you know he's going to wind people up and get people talking about it, which is ultimately half of their job. Yeah. Um, Banter Pandery says, any more Bull Street FC games coming up? If not, you guys should do skill games of some sort. Uh, I don't think there'll be any skill games, but the um, there is a couple. There were short videos if they're skill games. There, there's a <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> there's a couple of games coming up. Uh, we've got a, one in the pipeline. So if you enjoy Bull Street fan, uh, sorry Bull Street FC, um, you coming back? No, I'm not coming back. Sure, play manager, mate. Thirty six. Play manager, right? I'm not even manager anymore. Oh, well, that's good. Question for you, Sam. Oi. Um, what do you think? Continue use of the Lukaku I. Th- up until the point so where... So just in case you haven't... Just in case, in case you didn't hear that and you listened to the pod, um, the question was, what was the continued... What do you think about the continued use of the Lukaku chant? Who sent that question in? Um, Come on, just answer. Right. Yeah, well, the Lukaku chant... Uh, We've done it last week, though. So yeah, no, it won't be too long. But it, clearly, the people who made the chant did not intend it in any way, shape or form to be a racist chant. But it has... Connotations which go much, much further in the chant itself. Ignorance and, and isn't degrading somebody just to the size of their cock, yeah. rather than talking about 
No, no the thing is, like, it was sung again at the weekend away at Southampton, but Lukaku and his agent have come out now and said, look, just stop the chant, just start talking about his football, just stop it. So at this point, done. You, if you continue after this point, you're mm. going completely against the wishes of a player who's chant. You're singing a chant for him, so he can tell yeah, that, that gives me a little boost of confidence. I'll go and run harder for that ball now, but if it's going to piss him off on the pitch, mm. what are you doing? There's no point. And if you're seeing it, in, as I said, in a racist way, which it can be taken, then you're just disrespecting him as well. And United are very good at making original chants. We can come up with something better than that for Lukaku. I think the principle for a lot of these people now is that like, they've been told what they do, so they won't Yeah, stop. that This is dangerous ground. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's quite funny. This is quite a niche joke. But Nietzsche Preacher says, well, why does it always rain on me? Which if... <laughs> is it because I lied when I was 17? And Nietzsche's like a... Uh, uh, nihilist. Oh, we're getting into your language. Yeah, yeah. Nihilism and ah, oh, this is the uh, that's flag. quite clever. <laughs> that's quite uh, quite clever. Oh, I, I appreciate it. I'll explain it after. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, Flavius bias. Carlos Davis. Yes, I am. Gladly so. I fucking hate Arsenal and <laughs> Liverpool. What are you gonna do about it? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> um, this is honest, right? Yeah, absolutely. Will Spurs get out of the group from Caroline? Um, yeah. I think if we beat Apple well tonight, um, we win against them in our home leg, then we need a point versus Real Madrid over, over both legs or Dortmund, and then we're through. So just go to show how can you? No, I reckon you can get through in nine points anyway. Yeah, you can, you can, but uh, that would guarantee it. Yeah, just show, it goes to show how important ten. that how important that first win in the Champions League group yeah, is. Man. It's crucial. Plus, it wasn't just it was a great win for you against Dortmund. Yeah, is that the best game of the Wembley so far? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, I mean, for a moment, it felt like home. It felt like we, we Spurs were going to be all right. You know, this is... And then Swansea happened. Uh, we had a question from... Uh, here we go. He loves a little wind-up. Spencer Gregory says, do you enjoy playing Swansea? No, I don't. <laughs> Fucking nightmare. The most defensive team I've ever seen. But to their credit at Wembley, they were, um, they, they were superb. We just could not break them down. We, 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 had them, we pumped them 4-0, mate. Yeah, I, it was a week before, I think, as well. Uh, we, we just didn't have a... We just, couldn't get through them. We had a couple of penalty shouts. I think, I think we should have got. Sound biased, mate. Agenda. Is there a gender against Spurs there and no penalties? Uh, you know, I mean, the, the press do hate Tottenham. <laughs> Clearly. I mean, no one would deny that. The press hate Brentford as well. Uh, they, do. <laughs> they do. Busy bees. Getting oh, off to a win in. Come on, bees. Get Bolton. That's superb. Yeah, it's, it's all going to come. He's going to come in tomorrow after they lose 3 2 to Derby. Fucking referees, mate. Two clear penalties. Yeah. I've got a mate who genuinely thinks refs hate Brentford. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you can, every... They don't, they barely know who Brentford are, they don't fucking hate us. Who? Hey. I've got a mate who thinks refs hate Brentford. How ludicrous is that? They hate Brentford. Uh, uh, before we, we wrap up, um, RJS96 says, I used to like Spurs before I found Flav and Ball Street. Um, oh yeah, I can appreciate that. He, he's obviously by his handle is a, a Liverpool fan, and I, I don't hide my disdain for for Liverpool at all. But, you know, look, there's always teams that wind you up, and you know Arsenal, and Liverpool, and Chelsea, and, and Man United and, to an extent. You know, Man City really, uh, and Chelsea. I've said what, them. What L- no. Dortmund. I don't want to be a fan of Dortmund anymore. I don't know. I've, I've hated Dortmund ever since Liverpool and Dortmund drew each other, and then just sung <laughs> "You'll Never Walk Alone" at each other like a romantic. Mm. Imagine we get Celtic on the phone so we can do a three-way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it for uh, Long Ball Street. Thank you so much. You're welcome. If there's any other, any other time where three or four other people drop out and you need me, <laughs> I'm here, mate. 
Thank you. I'm here. But if you want more of me, uh, comment saying that. <laughs> yeah, just comment saying more Sam, nothing yeah, else. more Sam. Uh, remember to leave your questions, pod questions, hashtag pod questions in the comments below. Hit us up on the Long Ball Street. We're nearly at 1,000 followers now at the Long Ball Street. And remember, most importantly, download One for the Weekend podcast brought to you by Fan League every Friday at 10 a.m. We Every Friday at 10 a.m. We record it for YouTube, but we also, uh, we also can download it to, for you to walk oh, about. You want. And the idea about that, right, is it's to look to the weekend. It's one for the weekend. All the football weapons. Going out, having some beers, chatting up some nice little treat goals as you you go to the football. Well, whilst listening to the podcast. Whilst listening to the podcast. You know, have a few beers with the boys. And if you're a female, you know, talking to a few... uh, What's the opposite of treat goals? Munters. Munters? No, I think you've missed the first part of that conversation, mate. No. Treat goals. No, no, the opposite, the male opposite. Yeah. For treat goals women, what's the... Geezer? Anything for birds and that, Sam? Uh, I don't know. Hey. What are you saying, Ed? You got chirpy? Um, what am I saying? Went hey. on a date last week. You went on a date last week. Right. Go on, yeah. tell us. How did it go? It was good. Yeah, you had a good time. Yeah, enjoyed it. Right. No conversion. No but that's conversion. all right. It's not all about converting. Yeah, that, no, that one was about converting. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you thought you was in? No, it, that wasn't a date that I was like, oh yeah, this could be a like... Thing. You were just looking for an in and out. Yeah. <laughs> Did, was she, is she aware of this? Your feelings? Might be. Uh, is that the night? So you what have you got? Have you got another day lined up or what? No, I haven't. I like one. Anyone out there? What, any hot totty in the comment? <laughs> well, you're you're asking anyone on, on YouTube, Jeremy? Have you <laughs> seen the YouTube? Any lads out there? <laughs> any lads out there? Want to go take Adam out for a nice slap up meal? No, um, no, he, he's ready. Yeah. Ready and ready to go. And buttered. alright this is turning so fast thank you once again everybody downloading please share tell your mates the best way to find out about podcasts is to share amongst your mates say I know this good podcast or I know this podcast and this prick called Flav is on it he's going to wind you up um, or or he's completely insipid and you won't feel anything at all worse I think I'll probably listen to it more because of that hit the the button hit the button boom see ya see ya Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.